I didn't hear that. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest and topic. Today my guest is Dr. Madeline Ann Lewis, who is the president and CEO of the Women of the Executive Women's Success Institute, located in Maryland. She's committed to helping women tap into the centers of influence that will move their careers forward with purpose, passion, and unique brand of success using her proprietary habits of highly successful women's system. Dr. Lewis conducts workshops and seminars that have been presented throughout the United States and abroad. She received the Prince George's Chamber of Commerce 2013 Businesswoman of the Year Award and was selected by the Minority Enterprise Executive Council as one of the 50 women of power in business in 2012, which is only a few of the many accolades she has received. She has been certified by the Professional Women's Network as a diversity trainer with special emphasis in women issue and the Genesis Life Coaching Institute. Dr. Lewis has appeared and been quoted in numerous magazines such as Black Enterprise, Black Health, Balance Health, Callan Women, For You Magazine, and We Magazine, in newspapers such as the Baton Rouge Advocate and the Modesta Bee, on front pages such as AOL.com and Yahoo.com, on numerous radio shows such as Radio One Talk Show, Tough Talk Network, and Blog Talk Radio. She has written numerous articles which have appeared in business journals, online magazines, womenworking.com, federal magazines, and college websites. She is the author of Finding Your Best Inside, How to Become the Person You Are Meant to Be, and Playing from the Blue Tea, Women in the Federal Government. Her mission is to help women on the fast track to success. Welcome, Dr. Lewis. I'm so happy to have you as a guest on my show tonight. Oh, it's great to be here. It's fantastic, and it's it's been a while. It's been a long time since you and I talked, so I'm excited. Yes, me too. So, um, what is what was the inspiration behind behind your writing the um, starting the Executive Women's Success Institute? Uh, well, for me, um, I guess the defining moment or inspiration behind my business was uh, seeing how hard it is for women to advance in their careers. You know, I've always had a passion for helping other women in, in any way that I could, and having been in the military for several years and then working in uh, civilian government, one day I realized that women were coming to me for advice on a lot of things, you know, such as um, going over their resumes for advice on what they should do to move their careers along, and they were asking me to be a mentor to them. So uh, I also noticed that there was not a lot of women, especially in the federal government, that were helping each other, um, you know, to move up the ladder. There was not a, um, a lot of women who took the time to mentor, share their knowledge. So seeing these things inspired me to want to start my own business and provide that guidance, that personal and professional development, so that uh, these women who wanted to advance in their careers, especially those in the federal government, um, they could do it. And that's what also inspired my book, um, you know, Finding Your Best Inside. So that, that was really my inspiration behind the whole thing. Wow, that's good, and I know you've helped a lot of women along the way. What are you trying to, to achieve with your company? Well,
started the Executive Women's Success Institute so that women would have a, a, a formal environment where they're able to share their thoughts, share their joys, their weaknesses, and, and in some cases share their successes. I want them to learn that women professionals who have moved up the ranks have certain key traits and, and that they got them there, that, you know, these, these are the key traits that got them there and shows that they are distinctly different from the ordinary and the average person. So my research and experience have uncovered the secrets that will get women on the fast track to success. And we do this by showing them their eight key characteristics for women to maximize their success. And these characteristics are known as the eight habits of highly successful women. I put that training together um, because I believe they really deal with the issues as they relate to women and what they go through. And I also believe that the training uh, provides ways for them to make adjustments in their behavior, uh, their attitude, uh, image, and that might even be necessary for their career advancement. So um, that these are the things that I want to achieve. I'm, I just want to help women um, reach their full potential. What are the eight habits of highly successful women that you focused on? Oh, wow, I'm glad you asked me that. Well, the eight habits of uh, highly successful women that I normally focus on whenever I provide this type of training is the first one is that they have to know, uh, you have to know your talents and your gifts and your purpose. Uh, The second one, you have to be able to deliberately design your own idea career. The third one, you have to identify potential barriers, and then learn how to strategize around those barriers. You have to be decisive and move forward with confidence. You have to get the right mentor and the right coach and follow their advice. A lot of women don't understand having a mentor and having a coach. These are very important to, you know, their advancement in their careers. And even if they're in business, these it's very important that they have someone that can help them to uh, navigate around the obstacles that that they face. And the sixth uh, habit is to take charge of your personal brand and your professional image. The seventh one is that women need to learn how to tap into the old girls network and use it effectively. In other words, they need to network more than they do. And the last one, they have to assume the persona of a successful executive. Right. I totally agree with you. Don't you think another one, too, would be that they need to ask for what it is they want and need? Women have a tough time asking. Definitely, definitely. And and, uh, within one of these, we definitely go over that because that is is important. And uh, women have a tendency to shy away from asking for what they want a lot of times. And they also have a tendency for letting others take the credit for things that they've done. Right. Yeah, and I, I've seen that happen. The other thing I've, I've, I've learned along the way that uh, you should always look for a mentor that is above where you are so that you will stretch and move yourself up. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes. I wholeheartedly agree with that because you want to find a mentor or a coach, someone that is doing something that you want to do, some, someone that's 
going places that you're trying to go, and, and that person has, has caught your eye because you see the achievements that they've made, the things that they're doing, and you want to find out how they're doing it, how they got there, how they're getting there, and how they're staying there. So definitely you want someone that's going to stretch you. Is it possible for women to move into executive-level careers during this current economic climate? You know what, Robbie? Absolutely, because um, this current economic climate has forced many companies to streamline, to trim, and make more efficient use of their present staff. I tell you, there's never been a better time for ambitious, and I say ambitious women, to position themselves for advancement in their careers. You know, through my eight-week webinar on the eight habits of highly successful women, individuals will be able to strengthen and enhance their leadership skills, uh, bring their worth and, and value to the forefront, and learn that, you know, hey, when the, when the economic climate is the way it is right now, you have to jump in there. I mean, look at all the people, especially the baby boomers right now, that are retiring from these companies. So right. why not take advantage of that? You know, go to that supervisor and say, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so is, is retiring at the end of the month. Why don't you give me a chance to show you what I could do? Put me in that position temporarily for 30 days and just let me show you what I could do. Now, they may say no, but I tell you what, they're going to have a, def- a different view of the way that they look at you for even approaching them and asking them to do something like that. I think that course, you, the Eight Habits of Highly Successful Women, is fabulous. Um, when is your next eight-week course, and how can they find out about it? Well, I usually start uh, my course, um, I usually have it kind of quarterly so that I don't like to, it, the spaces are usually limited, and I don't like to take too many women in at one time because I like to focus the attention on, you know, be able to focus the attention. So I normally take a small group of maybe about 10 or more than 12 at a time, and we go through those eight, uh, eight habits in eight weeks, and I tell you, we really focus, we really get deep and dirty in, into all of that. So, um, but to to register for the eight the, the uh, eight habits of highly successful women, they can always go to my website, which is www.exwsi.com, or they can email me at info at exwsi.com, and I can let them know the dates of the uh, the next training. How have you changed, and or how has your company evolved since you started? Well, although I provide uh, training and professional development by conducting the coaching and the mentoring and the workshops and seminars, uh, I'm getting more and more into the coaching aspect of my business, which I absolutely love doing, because the coaching gives me the uh, the um, the opportunity to work more one on one with individuals. And, 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 you know, it's a good feeling to know when you have helped to guide an individual and that they've reached their full potential. So I, I think for me that, um, that, that's the best part, and, and that's how uh, 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 the company is evolving for me. That's great. I see that you stay pretty business with your speaking, training, and community work. How do you balance work in your personal life? Because, you know, women are multitasked and they have so many tasks, and sometimes they just need 
someone like you who is doing it to show them the way. <laughs> oh, sometimes it gets hectic. But, you know, I believe that um, without balance you cannot be successful. Uh, like you said, women have a lot. We take a lot on our plate. But I learned that lesson the hard way. You know, when my mom became ill, my focus changed drastically. I returned home because my mom's needs became my priority. And so this always helps me to take, you know, uh, it helped me to take a closer look at myself and what direction I wanted my life to go in. So to have balance with work and life, I now have set priorities, Robbie. Today my priorities are I'm telling you, they're firmly in place. I, I take, um, I make sure to set aside uh, some time each day, especially in the morning, to read um, something spiritual, uh, affirmations. I set aside a block of time for that to get my mind right for the, you know, during the day, and I also set some time to do something that I like doing, and that could. It um, takes me 15 minutes. And sometimes that only takes 15 minutes. But it, those 15 minutes, I use that just to do whatever it is that I want to do. If it's just to listen to some music or, or uh, read, you know, a, my, a passage or something from a favorite book, then I do that. And in my business, I've developed a passion to help others find their best inside, which can sometimes be ch- a challenge. But one that I love doing, especially when I can help someone excel in their career and their business. So even when I'm going through the training with the eight habits, I also make sure to let these ladies know that successful people also take time for themselves. They also have to factor in some time for themselves or, you know, you'll get burned out. And there's no getting around that. Do, do, do you find in working with all the women, because, I mean, I, I was probably one of those, that sometimes it takes something, like in your case, your mother getting sick. In my case, I went through, you know, cancer, and then then mm-hmm. after I was over that, I inherited a 92-year-old stepfather. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I had to look at my time frame, which is something I never did before. But do you find that a lot of people don't make those changes until something happens in their life? Absolutely, absolutely, Robbie, because we run around and, you know, we we have all these balls in the air and we're juggling and, and we're think, we think we're doing fine, but little by little we're just chipping away at ourselves. And like you say, it's not until something drastic happens where you have to stop and you have to take a closer look that you do it. And that's why I said I, I, I make sure – that during my training I incorporate that in there, that you have to take time for yourself because, you know, don't wait until there's a disaster to do right. that. Do it now. Factor it in now. And that way when there is a disaster, you sometimes you'll be a little more mentally prepared for it because you've taken time for yourself. You have that, that sort of control, self-control that you can, you know, handle it. Uh, do you actually put the block of time in your calendars uh, that you're blocking time for yourself or, or you, um, you know, meditation or that time you have? Do you actually mark it in a calendar? Well, in the morning, as I said, when I'm reading, um, doing the, the spiritual reading, my affirmations and things like that, 
that is always in the morning. So when I get up in the morning, that is the first thing I do. And to be honest with you, Robbie, I usually get up some anywhere between 4.30 and 5 o'clock in the morning. So yeah, you're like me. Those times, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those times are kind of set in stone. And it's like even if there's there's not even an alarm clock. It's just the body is used to that time. And so Mm -hmm. when when my feet hit the floor, that's the first thing that I do. I use that time for that. And then later in the day, um, normally uh, I try to do that in the evening, maybe right after dinner. I'll I'll take 15 minutes just to kind of, you know, settle down and, and start bringing myself down from the day. And that, okay. like I said, that I normally do in uh, maybe about 15 minutes of. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who is now reinventing themselves or pursuing their passion for the first time? Well, my advice to them would be never let go of your dreams. You know, passion and persistence, these are important factors, and, you know, you have to make use of them. Look at your life and understand and know that you're greater than you give yourself credit for being. You have talents, abilities you haven't even begun to reach for yet. And finally, I would tell them to focus on living the goals and dreams you've always envisioned for yourself because it's never too late to follow your dreams. And you would, would you also tell them not to listen to the naysayers? Oh, please. You know, my philosophy on that is that, you know, there are some people in your life, be it family, friends, or whatever, you just have to bless and release. You have to let them go. Get them, right. get them out of your life. You know, and if, if that's the case, you need to do it, and you need to do that quickly. What are some of the biggest obstacles and challenges that most people face that prevents them from moving forward with their dreams or passion? Well, um, I would say a few things that are worthwhile are achieved without effort or struggle. You know, um, hours may be long, complications profound, and and frustrations may even be many, but your strength of character is defined by your ability to overcome. And one of the biggest obstacles to success is underestimating your own ability. You know, we dream of a goal, we wish for something, but many of us do one of two things, Robbie. We believe the goal is unattainable, so we never make any preparations for it, or we make the preparation and start on our journey towards our goal, but then drop out in midstream. We give up. And so that's another thing I always tell them, never give up, because it's sort of like um I listen to Joel Osteen all the time, and one of the things he says is, is that you're closer than you think. When, it's, when you come to the point that you're ready to throw in the towel, that is when you're near. You're closer than you think, so you should never give up. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of times people are just always on the verge of that success breakthrough, and then they quit. So I like mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. never give up. You just got to keep trying. You're like the ever-ready bunny. You just keep going. Oh, definitely. That's uh, a favorite quote from uh, Winston Churchill when he was giving a speech at uh, a boys' school, and he told them there are three things 
that uh, can lead to success. And those three things are never give up, never give up, never give up. Right, I believe that. I mean, I love it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. It's so true, though, too. Uh, What is your definition of success? Well, you know, I've come to realize that success means very different things to different people. And to me, it means accomplishing what you set out to do. It means, like I said, never giving up on your goals and your dreams. And most importantly, it means knowing success and failure have equal value as long as we learn from them. So, you know, um, you should never link your personal worth to the results you produce. So that that would be my uh, definition of success. What's next? Any new goals or exciting things happening with your company or in your life? Oh, wow, yes, I'm excited. I have a conference coming up, and uh, the conference is going to be free. It's for women. It's uh, the first annual women's conference, and the theme is Head Ladies in Charge. And the conference is going to take place February 15th at the Colony South Hotel and Conference Center in this area here in Clinton, Maryland. And we're going to have some awesome speakers, awesome topics. We're going to cover, um, you know, a lot of topics that will help women to be successful either in career or in business, such as building your own business. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about leadership, social media, uh, health, that's always an important one. So I am, I am just very excited about this conference that's coming up. And I've also created a four-part uh, success series webinar that I'm going to be um, starting Wednesday, uh, March the 5th. So I'm excited about that also. You need to send that information to Paul, I'll send you an email to Paula Damiano at NAFI in New York because she does that. They do that e-zine that goes out, and okay. she can put that in. Because, you know, we do have a NAFI network in D.C. Right, so, yes, um, But it, it, she could get this out to all because that sounds like a fabulous uh, event. The other thing is you've written two books. I, I think everybody has a book in them. But how did you decide to sit down and actually do your book? Because I think that's the biggest thing. Everybody has a book, but it's the getting started. Oh, yeah. Well, um, the, the first book I wrote as research, really, because um, I wanted to – what I did was I interviewed 20 executives in and around the Washington, D.C. area um, who hold these executive positions because I wanted to find out just how they got there and how they stayed there and the obstacles they faced and things like that, which was helpful in, you know, my creating my my habits of highly successful women. And so that's how I I started the first book because it started as research. And once I gathered all that information, it was like, okay, let's do something with it. And so I I put it uh, in a book so that, it could be helpful to others that, you know, just give them a shortcut, you know, so that they don't have to reinvent the wheel. And the second book actually came for me after my mom passed away. Um, that was just a book that helped me to to kind of get through that. So that's right. how uh, Finding Your Best Inside, How to Persevere, 
and become the person you're meant to be. That's how that one came about. Oh, that's great. You know, I recently was on C-SPAN, and I heard a gal, she's a CFO with Facebook, and she's written a book all about women. But one of the things that I was really surprised I know years ago when I was in corporate America it was happening, but I had thought it changed. She said even in today's world that they're in corporate America, there's still not a lot of women that want to help other women move up the ladder. Do you find this at all? Oh, Robbie, it is so frustrating when I see that, and I just don't understand it. And I, and I know you, you're probably talking about Sheryl Sandberg uh, with me. Right, Lee yeah. And I just, I thought, my gosh. I love Because I know with me, I, I love sharing with other women. But I just wonder why that thinking is still out there. I have no idea when when the statistics show. I mean, it's, it's always in the news how there, they, there needs to be more women in, in these upper positions. And you would think that more women would help each other to get there, but not so much. And and I don't know if it's because um, women have a tendency to, like I said, sometimes they have a tendency to let others take credit for what they're doing, but the women that actually get in these, these upper positions, they... I, I'm, I hope it's because they just don't have the time. I'm going to put it like that. I'm, I'm going to hope that that's the reason. Yeah, but I always think about as they were going in the moving up the ladder, somebody certainly had to help them. So, you know, they, when somebody helps you, you need to pay it forward and turn around and help someone else. And I was really shocked to see that uh, because I thought it had changed. I know in, when my corporate years it happened, and that's why I made a vow that I would spend the rest of my life my, sharing what I've learned. Yes, and that's why I do what I do because because of that very thing, because there are not a lot of women sharing this information or, or, or wanting to help or are willing to help. And, you know, it, it's funny because if I call on someone to, say, come and speak to my group, they're willing to do that. But in their organization, what are they, what are they doing in their organization to help women move up? That, that's, yeah, that's always, you know... That I I'd like to see some changes in that. So anyway, I, I think your free conference is a wonderful idea. So we need to get that uh, out to more people. And uh, so why don't you again tell people uh, a, a little bit more about the conference and how they can reach you? Because we're down to about three minutes, and the show will be okay. over. Okay. Okay. Well, again, the conference is going to be February fifteenth, and it's going to be located here in Maryland at the Colony South. Hotel and Conference Center, that's in Clinton, Maryland, and it's my first annual women's conference, and the theme is Head Ladies in Charge. So come ready to just um, become a head lady, to learn the the things that you need to learn, the traits, the skills, those success skills, and we're just going to focus on that, and I I have some great people lined up to come out and and speak to the group. So, again, I'm very excited. They can... um, go to www.exwsi, which is my website, or email me at info at exwsi.com. You do have to register, but the conference is free. So, Well, Dr. Lewis, it's been wonderful having you on the show today, and I keep track of some of the things you're doing all the time. 
Um, and so keep sending me the information so I can sh- shift it out to people I know in the um, you know Maryland Virginia area and uh, keep in touch and let me know what's happening and maybe next year we can have you on the show again. Oh, thank you so much, Robbie. I enjoyed it, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you and to see the things that you're doing too. Outstanding, fantastic things that you do just by showing up. I love it. I love it. Yeah, well, I love. Sh- you know, it's interesting. Uh, I want to do a book on showing up, and I've sent out to so many people. Just send me a chapter, uh, twelve hundred words of something that you did that changed your life because you showed up. And you know, mm-hmm. people just don't mm-hmm. want to respond. <laughs> and here's a chance oh to be goodness. in a book, and so spread the word. Uh-huh. Anyway, we're gonna, I'm going to have to close off uh, until next time. But thank you so okay. much for being my guest, and uh, good luck on your conference and all your your wonderful uh, training on eight habits of highly successful women because you're sure changing lives. Thank you, Robbie. It's been a pleasure, and you take care. All right. Take care now, and stay warm in, in your area. <laughs> I'll try. Bye-bye. Okay, dear. Bye-bye.